SV Pod is presented by QuickBooks. New business, no problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Learn more at quickbooks.com. Welcome to SV Pod. I'm Scott Van Pelt with Stanford Steve. Lots to get to this week. Yeah? I mean, I feel like it's your favorite week of the year. It is. We'll dive into that. I want to talk about the track at the Combine. Oh. I mean, need <laughs> some investigating going on there. Or maybe I have a theory. Okay. Uh, little NBA chatter as well. I feel like we've been neglecting that. But that's just because this college basketball season has been so interesting to me. Yes. More so than in recent years. Having people in the building is such a big deal. I'll speak to that after the trip down to Durham. But I feel like we have breaking news to start of this pod about the icebergs. <laughs> icebergs got a win Saturday, Scott. Yeah, icebergs. Tell people what happened. We had to change things up. Losing streak. You know me. As weird as it gets. Tell um, them, them what, who is the losing streak attached to? Which parent? Me. Yep. Me. Uh, we're still in these times of <laughs> only one parent allowed to go to the game. So I was traveling the first couple of weeks. Got a couple W's. I missed them. Then I come back and come and we go 0-2. So last Wednesday, I think I made the decision, oh, we're going to change up different shorts. Yep, like it. Uh, and mom's going to go to the game and I'm staying home with the other two psychos. So uh, we got the win and um, we're we're moving forward. Like we're- it. I was unaware of the fact that the, uh, that the icebergs had already dented the win column. All I heard about was the losses, but that's because you were there. And now yeah, we understand. Now exactly. we know. And that's very simple. <laughs> Dad brings with him probably there's probably pressure to perform. You know, it's it creeps in. Yeah, dad's here. Dad was a high level athlete. You know, you know what? I, hold on, hold on. So was mom. Yeah, mom was a mom was a uh, a collegiate athlete as well. So, look, we, we you hit the right word. You're psychotic, and all of us are. If if there's a losing streak, it must be your fault. You 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 don't go and they win. So now hey. you're. You clearly aren't going until they take an L. Like Coach Tomlin says, we got to own it. We go. owned it. 13-6, by the way, final. Love that. Doubled them up and then yeah. some. Um, I got was, something was, also, go too, while we're, while we're doing the uh, family time and all that stuff. Sure. Have you filled up your car with gas? Uh, just the other day. Holy. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was well. I, I drive a big honking SUV. I wasn't sure if you had a guy that got your gas for you. Come on with that. I don't. You know, not people out there think I have like a valet. Like I'm in. Well, Morris we'll get Day. to that in a bit. We'll like I that. have Jerome from Morris Day in the Time. <laughs> Some guy walking around holding up a mirror for me to look at myself in. I, I'm perfectly. I. You know what? I enjoy. I enjoy tinkering around. Running the errands, picking up the groceries, the dry yeah. cleaning. Yeah, going to the hardware store, whether I need to or not. I enjoy it. But I'll tell you this. You you, you, you put the old deal where you, you uh, what's the thing called? I don't, I don't even know it has a name. When you pull the nozzle and you flip that little thing down so that it, would, you, you can, it gets the gas while you don't have to hold it. Yeah. Whatever that doohickey's called. Yep. The like latch. That. There you go. You walk away, you come back. A lot of these places, if you have an SUV, they, they put a number on it where it stops it at a certain dollar amount. Yeah. Well, the, the last this weekend, we got some gas. We got to a Hyundai on the nose and that did not get us to F. <laughs> 100 should equal F. It did not. And that is a uh, boy. That's a tough one. I, I just. Because I said, I said myself, I looked at, got out of the car. You look at the, because everybody's, I mean, they are magicians now with the, with the advertising, like when they tell you how much their gas is, because obviously they're going to show you the lowest and then always diesel. Right. So then when you pull up, you're like, whoa, high test is how much the old 93. I'm like, all right. So what I did, Scott, I sat and I watched it. I was like, I got to see how fast the dollars go compared to the gallons. Moly, that thing was moving. Do we, uh, I don't know. Do you, 
Are you thinking about maybe a pl- one of those plug-in cars? I mean, whatever. Sure. They got anything? That, do I fit in any of them? You and I are bigger. We're bigger people. Do they make the plug-in cars for enormous people? Because, I mean, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm asking this a legitimate question. I, my next one was do they make trucks. Because I, I wanted to get a truck, and now it's like, whoa, I don't know. Go Fred Flintstone with the power of my two feet. Go down the beltway in the Flintstone mobile. Yeah, we get, 100 should equal F. That equation, I found yes. out it has a new one. Uh, 100 would, does not equal F. No. Equal sign with a with a line through it, whatever that is. Wow. We got a latch and we got an equal sign question. I'm not very skilled with a language Oof. early on in this podcast. Uh, all right. So I was in Durham on Saturday. Yeah, you were. That place is so, so pure. Mm. Holy smokes. Durham is so good. The campus is so good. Cameron Indoor is preposterous man it's so good and since i had been there last steve they built something onto it yeah uh, like this atrium slash club kind of deal but when i say club i don't mean like club like you know brotherhood there you go it's a place like high-end buffet Mm. bar about 50 high tops people hanging out that's attached to Cameron somehow, but it, it's a bit like Augusta national. And, and it's, there's two things that are in play. It's, it seems like it's been there forever. Mm-hmm. And in both instances, when there is no salary cap, <laughs> when there is no bottom to the budget, then you can afford to have something that's that high end. But it, I mean, it was so just such an inch. And, and I'm there as a total. I'm just there because I know the right people, thankfully. And what it was, were you sitting in? We were there. We were right there on the on Pinocchio. <laughs> feet on the feet on the hardwood. Feet on the wood. I was with the gentleman. I'll identify him. Kenny Dichter. My Kenny friend. Dick. Kenny D, my friend for many years, he runs a company called Wheels Up. They're very big in the private aviation space. And what Kenny D was more excited about than anything, than anything, Jerry Seinfeld and Commissioner Silver were looking at the backs of our heads. (laughs) He's like, because Kenny's thing for both of us is that neither of us were high SAT guys. We were high street IQ kind of guys. We Mm. guys, as we've said through the years, people who figure out that's him that's me and we we were the guest of a i'm not going to identify him so that if he doesn't want to be known i mean i'll just say this an incredible man couldn't have been kinder anybody in the world could have been sitting in those seats but it was me and kenny d and i i was i penned a letter you know me write a letter wrote one today uh to, to 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 thank this gentleman for the hospitality it it was like an 80 degree day. The campus is, is perfect. You show up and it's just, it's Woodstock in all directions. People yeah. are, people are in such a great mood, this perfect day. And you go in this incredible venue and it is whatever the best, the atmosphere can be. It's that plus, I mean, people are ready to go. Mm. So was Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get yeah. to that. We'll get to that. Uh, the number of people there, former players, uh, w- was just cool to see. If you're of a certain age, you remember more than the you know the mm-hmm. youngsters don't even. You know, it's wild to me. If you're a student now, you don't have a clue what Leitner was. No, they don't. No clue what Leitner yeah. was. Ugh. Who's the best Duke player of all time? Leitner. Exactly. Exactly. It's not yeah. even close either. You're exactly, and when you're you right. Factor it all in, and you're right, and see that this is a fun discussion. The Duke fans, and there's people. Whoever you root for, whatever your team is, people are going to have different answers, right? And if you say Grand Hill, I, I understand why. Or if you say somebody from a you know a different era, I, I understand why. I think if you've seen all of them, who Leitner was to that program when he was who he was, and the the performances that guy had, we just rolling back the tape against Kentucky in the Spectrum, and <laughs> no more calls. We have a winner. But it was just, it was funny to me, Steve, 
look, the, 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 this, this atmosphere and all these guys walk out, however many deep there were 90, a hundred, whatever it was a lot. Yeah. And I'm thinking hey, God, you guys don't even know what, what Leitner was. No, but, but where we were sitting, Pinocchio <laughs> toes on the wood, knee to knee with the Duke bench. Those guys walked directly past us yeah. to go to their seats. And on a long list of really cool things about the day was like, I couldn't hide. I mean, and I don't, I don't blend in. No. A, I don't know how many guys there were that came over and dapped me up and said something, but it was a lot. And they were, they couldn't have been kinder. Now, granted, Jay Williams, colleague, Carlos Boozer worked with us for a while, right? Mm-hmm. I had done stuff with him, but like the guy that came over and like gate left a, a paw print on my thigh slash backside and picks me up. Like, what are you doing here? Was Leitner. And I'm just shaking my head. Like, this is nuts. Robert Bricky, a teammate of a, oh. a guy who was my friend back in the day, Allah Abdul Nabi. He's like, can I get a picture? And I'm like, would you shut up? What are you talking? Can you get it? This is your house, man. I'm the guest, you know? And it was, mm. I, I haven't seen Brick since like back in the day when Allah was there. So it was just, it was so, uh, they were kind. And you know what? The student body was awesome. And they were nice. And I, I, I don't, like, Maryland hadn't played them in a long time. Those students don't even know about the no. old days. No. But, but walking in, there were a bunch of people that get shouted out, go Terps. And I just, I put my hands up and I'm like, I didn't say it. It wasn't me. <laughs> Kenny D's like, you're behind enemy lines. I was like, I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm that. And again, I'm not, I had to fight the better urge than to wear, wear Maryland sweats and go in there waving the flag like an idiot, oh. uh, which I did not do. But it was everything about the buildup. It was so cool personally just to see, be able to say hello to so many guys that, you know, you watched play. And then the game starts. And I mean, our host said something prior to the game that made a lot of sense. He said, it's going to be a really tough game for Duke today. And if Carolina wins, it's not a surprise. Yep. Because think about it. Carolina Duke is Ohio State, Michigan. It's mm-hmm. Harvard, Alabama. It's Army, Navy. It's Yankees, Red Sox. It's Celtics, Lakers. I'll stop. You get the gist. And they showed up basically being treated like an afterthought. And they sure didn't play like it. And in retrospect, I've a lot of Carolina friends that I know. That's They've won titles, clearly, plural. That's really high on their all-time list of most satisfying wins. Great. Hold on a sec. <laughs> That's all you got? Great? Yeah. You hate them. I can't stand them. I can't stand them. I, that, all week, I just I just know it. And Saturday, we, we load up the car and head over to 7 and 11 in Virginia. And uh, this, I'm just hold on a second. like, is this going to be a 100-timer bet? Is this going to be a 200-timer? Because this is Carolina. Easy. Hold on a Easy. second. For the folks new to our podcast, what Steve's talking about is where he puts his daughters in the car and drives them to seven 11 to bet from a parking lot. Well, and then, and they get a Slurpee as a reward or something profitable trip. And then what did you, and then Steve also, so, you know, he hate bets against the teams that he hates. Yes. Happiness um, edge is what is a, is a nicer way to put it. Yeah. And I'm just really bummed. I didn't put anything on the money line. Really bummed. That would have been a but, nice payday because they were double di- they were double digit dog, but that's Carolina to a T. Like you watched, we were watching Monday night against Syracuse, and you're like, that was a bad beat. Yeah, it was. Um, and you're like, what is wrong with this team? They got more talent than anything, and they just going through the motions. And then Saturday they come out and look like the best team in the country when they sit. Everybody thinks they're a bubble team. Like that, that, that's just uh, well, the resume was garbage until Saturday. Like that, yeah. that's the funny thing is that the win for them was significant. Mm-hmm. I look, I don't think Carolina is ever getting left out just because they're Carolina. Um, cause CBS is running a, they're running a, it's a TV show. Correct. And you're putting Carolina in whether they were one and eight against quad one or whatever, but now they're not because they beat Duke. Um, just to talk basketball, Duke didn't guard at all in the second half. At all. No. Carolina pick and rolled him to death. How you leave Manic open ever, I don't know, because he's going to keep shooting. And make him. Yeah, well, when it mattered, he sure did. 
Mm-hmm. And just again, from our vantage point on the floor, hashtag, hashtag Pinocchio. <laughs> on my deathbed, I, if, if I think about day, I'll be like, I can't believe that my got to sit there for that game. They're, they don't run much, man. No, Duke doesn't run much. Okay. I mean, the bit's static ball stops and they just run ball screen until they get the switch they want. And then they try to exploit a matchup, which when you have as much talent as they have, but if people are tight and they're tense and you could see that from the first before the TV timeout. Oh yeah. And you start getting that lemon booty as Bomani Jones calls it. And that was real. Uh, I, it would just running some weave takes guys' minds out of it. You don't have to think. Just movement. There wasn't a lot of movement. And look, I get it. Get Ben Caro in a switch and let him do his thing. But at some point, it, it's odd to me how pedestrian they've looked at home at times versus how sick they've looked on the road at times. Yeah. Well, they've been a great road team. They And maybe it's the weight of K. And all of this year and, and and knowing it was the last one, maybe, maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know. But it was odd, Steve, to see him up close. And for, for, for moments, they looked like, oh, yeah, they got a bunch of lottery picks and they're really good. And then they look like, woof, they don't guard and they don't run anything. Yeah. Well, to me, it's the first week of the season. You come out and you're like, all right, well, who's going to be the point guard? When they have a point guard, that's the first thing I look for. They don't have one. It's Not Keels up. one time. It's Roach one time. It's Wendell Moore one time. When Paulo gets it roll, rolling, they just tear. They feed get him. out of the way. Get out yeah. of the way. Yeah. And he he kept. He was he was awesome. Um, but they don't have that. So when you have that lack of ball handler, dominant ball handler, you're gonna get yourself in bad situations because of how much ISO ball you're playing. And that's the thing that worries me is they they don't have a dead knockdown shooter or a, or a true point guard that, well, that that would that could take the ball and get them into something when they need to. And it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. That was evident on Saturday and, yeah. it, and on a day where everybody showed up for a party and Carolina came, you know, on a business trip and I don't know, good for, I mean, credit to them, it, it, credit to them. They, they earned that W when everyone was treating them like they were just fodder for this party. And that was fascinating too. Um, when it ended because the atmosphere was incredible. And then in the last two minutes, everyone realized, Oh my God, we're going to lose. And then it's like, well, we're not leaving. And I I looked around, I repeatedly craned my neck around to look. No one left. No one got pissed and left. No one got disappointed and no one left. They wanted to hear, you know, Mike Krzyzewski speak and I had a friend of mine told, say that he thought that Kay talking about how it was unacceptable was disrespectful to Carolina. And I didn't think he was talking about it was unacceptable that they no. lost to Carolina. He wasn't saying that who they lost to was some. No, he knows who they are. I think he was saying their their performance Correct. that day was unacceptable. I think it's unacceptable. This is another handshake line conversation and people can roll their eyes. You you can't do it with the assistant that, and not shake Hubert Davis's hand. That's That's no good. That's small. Shake his hand. What did Hubert Davis do? Like, that's that, that's dumb. And Nolan Smith does a look away. And, you know, this is where people can can you can dismiss me if you want to, because you go, oh, Maryland Duke. I, I just told you 100 great things about Duke. Why, what's awesome about it? Lots of things are awesome about it. Through the years, their rep as being super smug when they win and being really sour when they lose is well earned, in my opinion. And I think you saw that on Saturday. That's just small. Just shake the guy's hand and. Carwell not shaking Hubert's hand. I just, it was baffling to me. And you can see Hubert, who, by the way, is the nicest human on earth. And I get yeah. that we're rivals. You saw him look like, what? What are we doing? But handshake talk is whatever. And we go back, what happened to Juwan and now this. Doesn't matter in the grand scheme. I just think, don't be, don't be super. It's the same thing as Brady's been accused of. You're super happy when you win and you're happy to smile. And then you, when you lose, you get sour and walk off. You got to eat it, man. You got to got to wear it mm-hmm. when, when it goes wrong. I'll remember listening to the guy talk. I'll remember listening to Mike Krzyzewski talk and talk about loyalty and family and the sacrifices that his family made for him to do what he loved and to hear the way that people at Duke spoke about him. 
the athletic director, like there was a community, like a alumni relations. I think I don't, I, I don't, I'm not from there. So I don't know who it was president, athletic director, just the way people spoke about him. And when they count to five, Steve, five titles, like five's a lot. Holy crap. That's mm. a lot, but just, it was memorable, you know, listening to him talk about it. And he was pissed about that. And they said, but the seat, you know, season's not over. So now we'll see what they do with him. I just, again, I, I was, I was there as a, just as, to, as a, just, I had a great invite, knew the right person, but I was really excited to be there to just show your face as a show of respect. Um, and then, but respect for Carolina too, and a great rivalry for, for playing 40 inspired minutes of basketball. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Which pivots us to this. It's your favorite week of the year. Mm, yes. We're taping on Monday. Mm-hmm. Are there games tomorrow? Are there Tuesday afternoon games? Well, we're ending the pod with a pick from you because 1 o'clock tomorrow, we got BC Pit. Okay. ACC tournament. That's so good. So starting tomorrow, day, every afternoon. Roll the balls out, baby. Where's Mr. Van Pelt? His kids have been standing here for an hour. He's He's locked in watching games. All right, I want you to think about this this question I'm about to ask you. Okay. If you had to bet a toe, okay? Okay. Think about what I'm saying. Yep. One of your toes on a team to win a major conference tournament this week. All right, so the big six. And you got to bet one of your big five, as in toes. This is the level of confidence you have to have. By the way, first off, what toe do you bet? Because it can't be big because that's too important. I think the second camp, you can't bet your second because for a lot of people, that one's longer. Yeah. And that's a super important. This, this, this is really tough for me because I despise feet. Okay. So three, four, and five. I feel like your pinky toe maybe is the one because then the fourth one would just become by default your pinky toe. So I guess you bet your pinky toe. Okay. Who do you bet your pinky toe on winning a conference tournament? The point of this obviously being that you're risking something very significant on a complete and total crapshoot, because in my mind, I would have thought prior to seeing him in person, Duke, because the ACC just doesn't have the depth that the other leagues do. But after seeing him the other day, I have a hard time backing him winning the conference, winning the ACC. Yeah. But they have far less to deal with than you do in the Big Ten. Who the hell knows in the Big Ten? Big 12, good luck. Pac-12, that's mayhem, your league. Big East? Oh. Who the hell knows? I, so would take, I, would, I would take Arizona. That feels, like, that, feels like, that feels like the easy right answer. Thank you. But you're what? still betting. A t- what toe are you betting? Uh, the... Fourth, that's probably actually. You know what? In red, that's probably the right one because then the then the third one just slides down one. Then you you wedge your pinky toe in. I'm looking at my hand, imagine. But <laughs> what's wrong with me? <laughs> you're doing. Uh, the, everybody out there is doing the same thing though. If you're if you're still listening at this point, you're like, and what toe do I lose? Mm. So you're betting your fourth toe on Arizona. I'll bet. I'll bet my fourth toe on Duke. 
just to Oof. just just come on, Duke. I'm betting it on Duke because oh. K was K is mad, got their full attention, and they're not playing at home. And now there's no pressure. By the way, all you Carolina people saying we never would have lost in Dean's last game or Roy's last game, and you didn't. Shut no one up. Knew, no one knew it was their last games. Your guys hadn't hadn't announced it. Come on. Ugh. Arizona. What, what? What? I hate a lot of things. Yeah. You, uh, here we go. All right. But the people that hate Duke, like it's rage. Like, what are they going to do with all that angst when Kay's done? Mm. They spend so much time hating on that guy. It's amazing to me. I mean, I, it's going to be hard to channel it because I do think that, I mean, the place he was the place. He was it. Yes. He made that low. I said this on one big thing last week. He made that venue. He made that logo. He made that program. He made them one of one. He made them the thing that beating them meant more than anybody else. Nobody roots against, no one openly roots against other programs from other leagues like that. Then no one celebrates their demise. Like when Kansas loses, no. no. When Kentucky loses, no. Nobody has the level of celebration over there the end for them like Duke. That is a that is a legitimate question. How do you channel all that rage and anger? Maryland people still try to answer it all these years after they left the ACC because mm. there was nowhere to direct that towards. You need an outlet for that because it eats you up. It's negative. It's, it's counterproductive, frankly. Steve's got Arizona, fourth tell. I'm trying to figure who is there good better than anybody else is good right now. I say, I say there's one other team. I think mm-hmm. I, the way Duke looked against Syracuse that night, if they shoot like that, have fun, but that's, that feels like the, that feels like an outlier. I feel like Kentucky can play to that ceiling too. I think Gonzaga can too. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I, I just, this, uh, I can't wait, man. It is. It, 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 and that's why I go back to this being my favorite week. It is amazing how we could build these this week up. And because there are more buzzer beaters, you got teams playing. This is it. The light, you know, lifelines are out. You're out of lifelines and you, you got to do it yourself. If you're not in the tournament by winning your conference tournament and then poof, it's gone. And we get into the, the real tournament. I just, I just love the idea of these teams are possibly playing for like for a third time where, you know, one of the teams needs to win it. Um, I just, I just think the, the idea of that is, is what makes this week so awesome. Um, look at Maryland, Michigan state. They just played Sunday. four days later. They got to run it back. Lace them up. I'm going to just, this is a little free, a little free sort of bit of advice from old uncle Scotty. Yeah. Maybe put, put a couple on the board before the other team has 18. Yeah. Try to try to avoid. Fallen behind 18-1. It's just a thought, right? I mean, even like 18 to 6 is best. You know, you're in it. <laughs> that Maryland actually cut it to three in the second I half. Know. Which after they were down 26. But that's that's the what you're getting at. Because we don't have true Ron Robbins in every league anymore, which is a shame. But yeah. when you do run it back for a third time, particularly Woo. in this case, you just played him four days ago, and now it's now you know. Especially like if you're if you're the team I pull for, you got 40 on the clock, and that's all that's left in your season, yep. unless, unless you figure out a way uh, to eke, eke one out, and then you get you know live to play Friday. That's 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 the mantra: survive in advance, but just 40 more on the clock. That's all anybody wants. Mm-hmm. It it is this 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 week is uh, is spectacular. Before we move on, a couple of things to mention: it is championship week in college hoops, Steve's favorite week of the year. Listen to Bald Men on Campus featuring College Game Day's three follically challenge hosts. Just say bald. I'm, I am. It doesn't upset us. Jay Billis, LaFonso Ellis, and Seth Greenberg. They're recording a monster NCAA tournament preview podcast right after the bracket is released. They'll be dropping new episodes twice a week throughout the tournament. You can listen to Bald Men on Campus wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, check out First Draft with Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, and Field Yates. Every Monday and Thursday, the guys keeping tabs on the NFL Draft. You can listen to First Draft wherever you get your podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. Finally, watch NBA Today, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN and the ESPN app. You can also listen to that show as a podcast. 
I have a very important question for you. A lot of times you have questions for me. I have a question for you. How long we've been friends? Mm. How many years? Well, I mean, as long as we've known each other. 12. So, I mean, but, but it's kind of, there's some dog years to this. Like you're, you know, we've been through thick and thin, been through a lot. Oh yeah. A lot of years. I mean, it's more, it feels like more. My point is Uh I trust you. I trust you like a brother. Yep. To tell me the truth. When I asked this question, oh, God, how many days this week prior to coming to work will you be day drinking? Zero. If you go to Quincy's free plug with the fellas this week, there's zero chance that you're not having some suds. I, I don't drink. <laughs> I have to work. You're not at work. You don't have to get to. We don't punch the clock till later in the day. I, I can't do that. Can't don't do lie it. to me. I swear to God, I've never done that. Can't do it. I, You know what? Now, I Friday, know. when there's not a show, <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just funneling all that energy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's all right. So Friday. Just, all you got to do is get to Friday. Yeah, that's it. Right. Countdown's on. The countdown was on in Indy, and the, clock, the, the timer didn't get to more than about 4.3. The Combine has a televised product. Is interesting because it's just watch guys run fast. Yep. And as far as how much it matters, grand scheme, I don't think it largely does. But I, the part about it that is interesting to people is just what what are you going to run this week in Indy? Is that's the that's the fastest track they've had? And is that what it, is that just all it was in your estimation? Yes, because when you look at what happens. In each position. I mean, we were on the air Thursday night. We had McShay on. He's texting me. He's like, hey, they're in the first group. They already have six guys sub 4-4. I'm like, what? So I turn it on. And I'm like, this doesn't. I said, the record was seven. And they they weren't even. And that was two groups. So it started. That was what? Thursday night. And then. Then you got the Jordan Davis show. uh, Saturday or Sunday. I forgot what that guy. That man ran a 4-7-8. That's that's it's at three hundred and forty one pounds. Yeah, um, that's the, the tweet I saw was this is the last thing you see before you die. <laughs> <laughs> Which if he gets that that six, six, three forty one running at four, seven for 40 yards and hits you probably is the end. But I, I don't know what that's about. Like, I mean, the night that Olave and Wilson and the whole yeah. wide receiver group were like mid four, two high four, low four threes. And then. Hey, you know the fastest tight end was Steve? Dirty Turp. My no man. Gonku, right? Gonku, yeah. He, yeah. He's a he is four, a four five flat. He is a beast. He is the, the guy you want. He was in a four five four, I want to say it was. I think Maryland had the fastest safety, uh, Nick Cross, and uh, the fastest tight end. Like Nick Cross. Uh, he can uh, play. He can play. But but I, I mean it, it and my my radar was up because everybody from Maryland was interested in seeing how Gonku ran, and then he was the fastest tight end. You're like, right on, that's pretty low. But then the the wide receiver group, the cornerback group, kid out of Baylor had the second fastest time in the history of the combine. Ever, and, ever. Not not defensive backs, not this year, ever. As you said, in the history of the combine, the second fastest. I mean, come on. Well, but see, so, okay, so on the one hand, it's a, a fast, clearly a fast track, whatever that means. Yep. Because you got dudes, right? You know, Kalen Barnes runs a four, whatever it was, two, six, four, two. I mean, I thought Olave ran that. I just wonder this. Have we gotten so good at specified training? And everyone knows that. Like in the back of the day, when we went to college, there was the SAT and your grade point average. Mm-hmm. And Scott <laughs> had good SATs and <laughs> grades. What does that scream to colleges? Smart and lazy. But the SAT was like the cheat. So you could probably practice to get good at the SAT because that could cover up your weaknesses. I feel like perhaps the 40 times become the everyone knows if you go run that, maybe you could get picked just off that. You still have to be able to pass, run, tackle. You got to have good hips if you're in the playing defensive back. But it seems like perhaps with this specified training that's better than it's ever been and guys totally devoting to learning how to run the 40. Maybe that's all this is. 
Yeah, it could be uh, because then on the, on the other side, now they switched the schedules up too, which is why you saw like the, I don't think the whole defensive back group, no one did the three cone drill. Not one guy did the three cone. And what they did was they added that to the end of your day. And then they moved like the bench press to the start of your day where you used to do the bench press on a separate day alone. So Talking to guys that I knew that have gone there and, and performed like my old teammates, they just said it. it's just they just they mess with your head. It's they try and, you know, uh, give you this mindset of everything's going to you're going to you have to perform well. You're doing it at the worst time. So, like, you got to run. And what time? I mean, those 40 times were like at eight o'clock at night. You know, you're, you're up all day at 6 a.m. start meetings. So it's it's a real test of your of your of your mentals. And yeah. that's, that's, that's how it starts. And, you know, um, the guys that, uh, do well, it's, it, it's a great, it's great to see because, you know, I mean, these guys, these guys that didn't play in the bowl game, Scott, they, that's all they've been doing is working on their 40 time. And that's what you know, I'm I've done about. it. It's all, it's all, it's all in your start. You got to be as clean and crisp. And you're starting no false steps. You, you got to have your your weight where it's supposed to be. There's no rocking, and it that that's what you do all day, every day. For I mean, what's where are we at now? Three months. So it is interesting though when you look at the top, because I think Hutchinson probably is a guy in, in the two tackles, NC State and the Bama guy, but it feels like more guys lost, like played their way down the board than they did up the board. Mm. Um, so that that's what I'm really interested in in hearing teams now. I mean, now they got the workouts. Now you're going to go and and get your pro days going well, this, this, there. This feel, so this, it'll, this feel, it's like more of a this is the most need based draft, I think. Yeah, that I can remember in, in, than in years past where you just take quarterbacks, whether you feel whether you you talk yourself into needing them. And maybe teams like Pittsburgh or Washington will do that just if they can't land a free agent. But I mean, if you're if you're Jacksonville, if you're the Jets, you're one of these teams that took the quarterback in the last couple of years with this many tackles up there. You're you need to give them help. You need to protect them. And so this feels like you're going to go need more than sort of sex appeal. No doubt. And so many of these guys that ran the fastest times weren't people we were talking about in the top 10 or anything anyway. So it's just, it's just like, like I said, I'm just more curious of what it represents in terms of what matters about it. Yeah. I just think about like the jets and the Jags are going to be tied, right? They both took quarterback last year. They're both Mm -hmm. top two this year. Like when you need so much from a roster, do you just think about trading that to get more picks? Cause I mean, you the, need more players. Like, I, I don't know. Like that's, that's dicey. I mean, there's not, I look at the tight end group. There's not, you know, a, a big long, like a, a Gusecki say, for instance, you know, like there's not that guy who's six, seven could jump. He's, he's a, he's a matchup nightmare. There's not, there's just all really good players and playmakers. There's no crazy fast guy. Um, So like, I just like, I'd, I'd be happy with, a bunch of those guys, you know, it's not like you're looking at one guy in the group. That's no, that's all. no, no crazy fast guy tight end. Steve, I just, no, 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 no. I, 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 elite, 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 elite. I understand. All right. Watch and see. All right. How about Ridley getting a year for betting on games? Yeah. Here's what's interesting about that. When the league, the league treated gambling like the third rail forever. Mm-hmm. And now it's the total opposite which is what I predicted all along. And they wanted an integrity fee. They wanted, they wanted to, they wanted a cut to, so that they could ensure the integrity of the sport. What's hysterical about that is that it's always the book that's going to tell you when things are sideways. In other words, when 30 fraternity guys from a college show up to fire against the team because they got they, they know from somebody on, oh, I don't know, Arizona State that that that, that fixes in, then th- the book tells the Pac-12, hey, we got a problem here. They know before the team knows. And so that's what happened here. There was an app and. Apparently, with these apps, they were going to be watching to see if there was any sort of 
name on the list that there shouldn't have been. And I guess apparently Ridley used a betting app in Florida, which under your own name, just get a guy, Calvin. Mm. But anyway, I, that's how they, they, the NFL didn't know that this went on. The, the shop told them. That's always how anything that is that is even remotely out of bounds gets brought to people's attention. The books know, and they don't want any sort of exposure to something that's potentially problematic if somebody might know something from the inside. In this case, this looks entirely innocuous to me. You want to play 18 parlays? I'll book your action from now until the end of time. Right here. I SVP and Stanford Steve's book is open for business. Play your 18 parlay cards right here. Um, this, what this will turn into, in my opinion, is people are going to say, oh, it's hypocritical because of all the ads and they're in bed with the league. Yes, all that. I, I agree with that, too. A year feels like it's a lot. Feels like they're just trying to make an example of you can't bet on the, you can't you can't bet on games in the league. Period. That's that's what they want to say. If you think other guys in the league haven't bet on it, well, I'll book that action too. Can he bet while being suspended now? I don't know. I mean, he wasn't playing last year because he was I know. taking time away as a break for mental health, and we were at a function. And just BS with Calvin one night. What an awesome dude. I, mm. I really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, and I remember last year thinking, I hope, you know, you talk for real, talk care, t- talk about taking care of your mentals, you know, whatever it was, uh, you know, you hope that, that that is sorted out. And then now you get a year for this. And I mean, it feels like an example is being made for certain of him. But I just, I, a year. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know how you're going to police something that's legal now so many other places and can be done so easily. Uh, but I would just say that the, the what you learn here is don't don't fire in on the app under your own name because the league's trying to make sure that that's not happening. Mm. I mean, look, this is just beginning in terms of the gambling being legal in the NFL. So it just feels like a preemptive sort of a thing from the league to make – as I say, an example of a guy yep. that it feels to me, and again, maybe I'm the wrong guy given that none of this stuff troubles me, but it feels pretty innocuous to me. But man, a year. I want to close with this. Are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? Yes. I agree. And at some point, Anthony Davis gets healthy, and that's sort of with an asterisk because unfortunately, he just constantly seems to have something that gets hurt. It's not a knock on him. It just happens. They and the Brooklyn Nets are both nine seats. The Nets feel entirely different because you get to rant back. At some point, the vaccine mandates in New York City, I assume, are going to allow Kyrie to play at home. But I mean, that's an assumption that could be dangerous to make because you don't know for sure when that might happen. But and then Simmons, who knows? But they feel entirely different as a nine seed flyer than the Lakers do just because the Lakers for much of this year, because they have been banged up first LeBron, then Anthony Davis, and now Davis again. I just don't know how much it matters if they make it in terms of like having a long shelf life. Who thinks, does anyone think that they're a threat? No, 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 not the way they look now. But to me, I think the West could be had. I mean, you got you got Chris Paul out with an injury now, and the, and the Suns are, you know, they've they've established themselves enough. They're they're going to be all right. But I just look at like the Warriors are not right without Draymond. I mean, do you do you really fear the the Mavs or the Nuggets like or the Grizzlies? No, no, no I get it. Like I, I, I it, it's there. Um, yeah. I just think about it being a pain in the ass, like. Lakers get in, you know, you're, you've been the one, like it could happen in both. You say they're both the nine right now. And to me, I, I look at the teams behind them. Like, can anybody jump them? And that's where I, I don't think they can. And that's I why so. I would say they stay, but then you're the one seed. If you're the heat, you got, if the nets don't make up enough round, you got to play the nets in the first round. No, that's, that's a brutal task. That's horrendous. Winning the one seed. Of course it is. It's, it's, yeah. It feels feels unfair on some level. It's not. I mean, no, there's no hoodwink. There's, I mean, there's no hijinks here. Yeah. Uh, it's just bad luck for you. The East is there's really no separation. I mean, Miami can be the one 
but is Philadelphia maybe a team you fear more for the playoffs? I, I, not me, but maybe you, meaning you out there listening. Mm. The Bulls haven't beaten any good teams this year. I mean, their <laughs> record against the top is, is they don't have a win. Um, so they don't feel like it. I mean, DeRozan is a blast to watch, but are they going to win four games in the spring against, like, say, Milwaukee in the playoffs? Probably not. No chance. Milwaukee's no, about the match. I mean, we've got, we've got some awesome possible matchups. No doubt. I mean, Ooh. the East, the East is a the East is a blast for sure. I just want to work this way, work this way back to the Lakers because the thing about them having done this as long as I have, I, I feel like at some point I probably made a vow on with Ryan that I'm just never doing this again with LeBron, and never again in February or March am I going to take inventory of a Laker team or a Heat team or a Cavalier team when they ha- hit a bad stretch. And decide, you know, I don't think they can do it. Because when they do, you never feel dumber than when it all gets turned around. And then it's LeBron James out there running around being LeBron James. But this team has done a whole lot of playing at a level that screams, hey, what's the old line when someone shows you who they are, believe them? Mm -hmm. Well, at this stage of the game, a 28 and 35 team who has a negative point differential, believe them, you know, now Anthony Davis comes back and he's healthy enough to be Anthony Davis. Okay. But that feels like that's enough for you to compete with whoever you're playing. It doesn't feel like it's necessary. It's enough for you to beat someone that's in your weight class four times in seven games. Just doesn't. It's just interesting that, Lakers and the Nets, who before the season started, is who, who Vegas would have taken the most money on on both both sides of the ledger to be the title-winning teams. And here, for a number of different reasons, in March, they find themselves on the nine line. Playoffs are going to be insane, though. Yes, they will. And long as hell. <laughs> Good. Gives us some to do on a nightly basis. And this year, we're going to have NHL. We're going to have Stanley Cup playoffs to deal with, too. This is a great time. This week's awesome because not only do you have Steve allegedly not day drinking and firing on games all day, we have what else this week? Players championship. Oh, that'll be a blast. We have two picks in the pool, too. There you go. The old two big, big, big dollars. So choose wisely. Mm. I hit it last year. I had JT last year. I remember. Did you? Yeah. Then next week we get the bracket. Then not long after that, you got the Masters. Hello, friends. And then you got playoffs. No baseball. Seems like maybe no baseball for a while. It's fine. Was that a fine from Stanford Steve? Yeah. Right. Once the NBA, once the NBA goes gets to the end, we go on a vacation. Correct. And we go to the beach and we come back and it's football. <laughs> See what we did there? What that tan. was like a that was like a little mental trick right there. I'm tan, you said? No, I said and you're tan when you come back. Ah, Look like Deadpool, <laughs> like an avocado had sex, angry sex with an uglier, older avocado. So All right, question. Head. Yep. It's always a bad it's, sign. When, it's, when he can't, when it's, he can't I guess it's out. not a question, but I just I gotta call you out for your your, your performance uh, last Thursday when um you 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 said your family abandoned you. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's the deal. All right, okay. This to the to the listeners, when I get a text from Scott around dinner time, <laughs> it's usually just says, "Did you eat?" So Thursday, I do daily wager. I do it for my house, and then I I, I usually grab something before because uh, I don't get done with that till seven. Then I gotta you know get hustling and get down here for the show. So at 6.45, I think you texted me, did you eat? And I'm like, oh, boy. I said, I'm at home doing daily wager. Uh, sorry. And then I, I get the text back from you that just said, my family abandoned me. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. So, and then, and then, Steve, it got worse from there. You never got dinner. That's not entirely true. Oh, no, no, no. You didn't get dinner on your way in. That was that was the mistake. That was the mistake. I didn't I didn't pick up on the way in. And then as 
Um, <laughs> I told Steve, I don't really understand how them food apps work. <laughs> and I said, it's not because you don't have the finances for them. Just you just, you just can't. Just because you've got enough funds in the on the check yeah. card to pay for doesn't the, make the DoorDash app appear on the phone. No, and then I don't really know how it works, <laughs> what buttons you push to order. And then in my brain, I'm thinking it just means it's going to take too long and it's going to be cold when it gets here. I just I have I've I've convinced myself of all these bad things about it, which clearly none of them are right, or no one would use this app, which clearly everyone does, except my. And so, so well, you want me to tell people what I ate, Steve? Yes. I ate a, um, I don't want to identify the maker of it because they may be a sponsor. I don't want to upset them. Let's just say I ate a diet version of a chicken fried rice that when I nuked it, it's just, it, it was, it was the temperature of lava and it's just, burned the roof of my mouth off so my brain fell out of my skull into my mouth and it wasn't a big enough portion for a larger person like me but i did it so that i could pity myself and then ask others to pity me but they didn't pity me they just were like why don't you just get some food comma you idiot which is reasonable but i didn't and so i ate a a a microwave diet chicken fried rice dinner that's what i ate last week and when i said my family abandoned me what i was doing was trying to crack the door so steve would be like i got you buddy if he was coming in like maybe he would maybe he'd pick up something for me that i couldn't have picked up for myself which is not his job and good for him he didn't do that because again not his job so yeah that's uh that's what I did. Here's what we're going to do when the, when the pod's over, which, by the way, it's pod's over. You're going to show me where the maps are. Yeah. Show, show me what to do. Because I'm just like, how do I figure out which one, where can I get food from? Like anywhere? Is that how it works? Basically, you put in your address and it gives you the options around you. They should do that for cars where somebody could pick you up and drive you places. <laughs> See, I have that. I got that one. Yeah. Is it the same as that? Yeah. Which, if you think about it, is just, they used to say, just don't get in a car with a stranger. Now you just use your phone and just have some person you don't even know getting you get in the car with. Mm. Hey, are you the guy? I'm Scott. (laughs) It's the same thing with food. All right. Yeah. I can do that. It's amazing sometimes as you listen to think, how'd this guy make it anywhere in life? Like to, to a position of any, like, Gainfully employed, much less this. And I'm listening to him talk about stuff. I think we all probably need to reassess where we are. Um, all right. Steve's going to help me download food app. And uh, you guys enjoy this championship week. Just remember when you see Steve on the show, sober as a judge until Friday. <laughs>